This is Kate Zazowski. And this is Caitlin Reese. And you are listening to Straight Guys. A podcast that's anything but. Only on the Paper House Network. So uh, in case anyone just was wondering if uh, misogyny is still alive and well, it is so alive and well. So uh, last Thursday, I was doing a show at a club and my friend from Toronto and his boyfriend were in town and they were there uh, and it was like super fun. And I was so excited and I was having like a really goofy long set on the stage where the crowd was kind of like nuts and wanted to participate at one point. Like I, I challenged these guys. I, I called them gay and they were like, we are gay. And I was like, you're not gay. And they're like, no, we are gay. Wait, these and are the people, other- you know, or no. So that's just other people in the crowd I didn't know. And uh, I was just doing goofy crowd work. And then this girl in the front goes, you guys are great. And I was like, they don't need your support just because they're gay, like whatever. And then like, I was teasing her. I was like, what is this? This is what the Trevor Project does. (laughs) For some some reason that became like a running through line joke. And I kept saying like hashtag Trevor Project throughout my set. It was very stupid. But anyway, we were like having a fun time. I was being extra slappy and weird. Mm-hmm. And at one point is the sick irony is at one point I was like, someone said something like kind of messed up. And I was like, if I was a mean comic, I would give you a hard time right now, but I'm not a mean comic. So then uh, I'm like, I finish up my set. I get off stage. One of the, the guy who's hosting the show comes up to me and he's like, Hey, he doesn't even say my name. I'm not even sure if he even knows my name. He just points at me, fingers to the outside of the club. And I'm like, me, me? Because he's not saying like, uh, you know, just like a normal person. Hey, Caitlin, can I talk to you outside? Right. He just like points at me like I'm nobody and just like fingers to the outside. I'm like, oh, I I hate that you say fingers. Points? Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I go... So I go outside and he's like, Hey, um, while you were performing, uh, me and my, and one of the other comics on the show who's standing right there, by the way, he's like, we were just like making some jokes during your set. And we didn't realize that your camera was running. So whatever you hear on the tape, no, yeah. Whatever you hear, whatever you hear on the tape, just know that they were just jokes. And then the other guy who was standing there turns to me and goes, I meant everything I said and then <gasps> walked away without saying goodbye. Uh-uh. And the other guy is just stays there and he's just like, clearly so he looks white as a ghost. And I'm like, <gasps> what the fuck did you say on my fucking camera that you felt the need to take me outside and warn me that they're whatever you said about me are just jokes. And instead of being a fucking human decent being and just being accountable for whatever the fuck you did. You're putting the work on me to see if I can figure out how you did me dirty, mm-hmm. which means he was talking shit about me in the showroom while I'm on stage for the show that he's fucking hosting. Mm-hmm. And what's so sad is that when I played back the tape, the shit talking starts at the time I said on stage during crowd work, well, I'm not a mean comic. 
so I'm not going to do crowd work like that. And then like all of a sudden, like these two pieces of shit started disrespecting me while I'm on stage. And it's like, regardless of whether you fucking like, don't like me for whatever your fucking problem is. And here's the thing you can subjectively, like, I'm not your favorite brand of comedy. I don't care. I am funny though. Like I, I am good at what I do and I can work a room in the Midwest as a fucking queer person because I know what the fuck I'm doing on stage. So it may not be your brand of comedy, but you have, there's nothing that I have done to them interpersonally. Like I'm always so fucking, I'm always just like, at the very least, I'm just saying hello and a smile to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's the level of relationship I have with these guys. Anyway, I just know that this would never happen to a straight male comic on stage. I've never done anything. I've never done anything to these guys. So this is clearly just them being fucking misogynist pieces of shit because it's one thing to not like me and make fun of me. It's another thing to not like me and make fun of me for whatever arbitrary reason you've decided because of the way that I look or the things that I talk about uh, in the showroom while I'm Mm -hmm. on fucking stage, you pieces of fucking garbage. And I will never promote what you do. Ugh. I'm so sorry. But the one was like trying to buy me drinks afterwards and being like, Hey, Caitlin, want to hear a funny story? I was like, dude, you act like you can give me the time of day. You're nobody, but you act like you can't give me the time of day all the time when I'm here. You just admitted that you were talking shit about me on film. And that's the only reason why you're telling me you didn't, by the way, he never apologizes. He just goes, just know I was just joking. I was like, okay. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh my gosh. I um I did a show this week where I was the only woman on the lineup. I think there were seven or eight men. <laughs> and uh yeah, when I was on stage, I was like, oh, a woman. And that got a big laugh just because it was so glaringly obvious. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard out here. <laughs> so stinking dumb. Uh, can we talk about your pronouns? Oh yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry if I've used the wrong ones. I didn't realize. No, I just haven't even like in the same way that I was just like experimenting with even starting doing anything along this. I didn't make an announcement. I haven't, I haven't sat down with one person and said, please refer to me as X. I just like quietly just where there's opportunities to shift i've shifted Mm -hmm. and then i'm just kind of letting things catch up as they do Mm -hmm. um it's interesting because it's made me care even less what men think of me it's Mm -hmm. let me feel like i can carry myself with like more freeness of like feeling like i'm not playing the game anymore Mm-hmm. of like whatever the fuck my interpretation has been of being a woman and um i had a hookup I, since i started using only they them when it's my uh ability to say it in some way mm-hmm. i had a hookup where normally i would feel like certain pressures in the bedroom and i just like didn't um, and I felt like I was more in control of yeah. like how I was expressing myself in the bedroom and like what shit I wanted or didn't want. And also just being like, you have to leave when I want you to leave. If I don't like their pants were dirty and I was like, get off my couch. 
that's amazing <laughs> how something as simple as that could like make all those changes happen. Yeah. That's great though. I just, well, because there's such deep rooted, like subservience mm-hmm. and identifying as a woman. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like just being like, I feel like I get to be this alien now where I'm like, I subscribe to nothing and no one. Mm-hmm. It may, it's like this beautiful fuck you energy of like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's an even deeper form of, I don't give a fuck what you think of my body. I don't give a fuck what you think about the way that I dress or my undercut things that men have made me feel really bad for in the last year and a half that I've been having sex and dating with straight dudes Mm -hmm. of just making my body feel like less than or abnormal, or like, I just feel like I'm under a microscope in some way. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you're there's this deep irrelevance even if i have sex with them it's like all of it is like in a deeper way just like you're not on my level you're here to you're here to serve me and get the fuck out of my face and if you don't like that energy we're not hooking up yeah i don't know if i don't know if it's like a phase or what it is but it's like where i'm at right now and it feels right so i'm just like roll with the punches i've just been in this weird place where i'm like I don't really care about anything. I'm just like going to do me and not be so hung up on partnership and whatever. I'm just going to like play. And that's what things. happens, right? Yeah. And then I went on a date with this person that like, t- I went into it, like no effort on my part, no thought. And then they like, we went out for drinks and I was like, oh, they're like monogamous and my age and like really amazing. And like, we seem perfect for each other. I was like, uh-huh okay (laughs) look at that oh my gosh so i don't know i don't know what it will be but i'd be shocked if we don't date to some capacity yeah um so anyway we have a second date this week but we'll see but we've been texting a little bit every day but um but not too much which is good yeah and i still have this attitude of like if it's a thing cool if it's not like i'm not i'm just not hung up on the outcome, the outcomes of it. And that's unusual for me. Usually I'm nothing but hung up on the outcomes of dating. Yes. But I, I think, I think you'll be less likely to go into it if it winds up being not the right match for you. And it's, you're still sounding like you're open. I mean, it sounds like it's a good place to be emotionally yeah. for, for yeah. dating. So I'm happy about that. Do you think, um, because you were using she, they for a while for listeners who may be questioning their gender identity and thinking, you know, whether they want to change their pronouns. Do you think that using she, they first was a stepping stone for you to a, a gateway drug? <laughs> a, a yeah, marijuana, I mean, a puff, I puff just pass. wanted to see like, what does this feel like? And feeling totally at ease to just slip back into saying she, her, or doing something else. Mm-hmm. I just kind of had like no expectations of it. And again, you just happen to notice it. Like I wasn't going to stay on the podcast. Like, Hey everybody. Like right, I, right, right, right. I was just kind of like, whatever, let's just see how that goes. And, well, well uh, my first thought was, Oh no, I've been misgendering them. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been nice too, because I don't know what it is. I have a very dear new friend locally to me. I miss they're non-binary and I misgender them 
when I'm talking, when I'm with them, with other people, I don't know why I do this. And I just keep, I don't know like what the glitch is in my brain. Um, but I deeply understand and respect that they're non-binary. Yeah. And there's just this weird thing that happens where like my brain betrays me in this certain situation anyway. Um, so yeah, like as someone who fucks up other people's gender that I understand and want to respect, uh, I don't take it personal also at all when I know saying it. Right. But I, and then it's also an opportunity for me to just say like, Oh yeah, you could just, you know, I haven't actually done it yet, but I kind of have it in my head that I'll just be like, yeah, you know, whatever. Or just say, you know, they, them, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even corrected my mom, you know, like, I'm just right. like, yeah. Right. And I think, it, I think it's having more weight to me currently. I've been only really policing it, um, in dating and on, um, work things. Mm-hmm. So uh, outside of that, I like interpersonally, I've just been kind of like, whatever, like with friends and random stitches. I'm just like, if someone says she, it's like, that's really, I guess I'm not like hurt by it in some way. I'm just like, Oh, sure. whatever. They just don't realize. Yeah. But I mean, I, as yeah. someone who is your friend and just wants to address you in the way you want to be addressed, I thank you for putting that on the, in the zoom. Yeah. Zoom game. Yeah. No, it's definitely, there's been like this free, but like I said, I really just feel like I'm very free from, I think this, uh, this slight performance I've had of like being whatever it means to be a she, her. Totally. Damn. I wish yeah. you were in LA because Paige and their friend Zoe are doing a, a clothing swap for like non-binary, non-gender conforming people. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. They do one earlier in the year. And they're doing another one this weekend. <laughs> I want to introduce this week's guest, a very funny stand-up comedian that I met the same place I met Caitlin at the Portland Queer Comedy Festival. Please welcome Heather Thompson. Hi. Hello. Good to see you again. Welcome. Also, oh, okay, we'll get into this after. Um, but for the sake of the conversation, Heather, would you please tell us uh, your pronouns and if you're comfortable, your sexual orientation? Um, so my pronouns are she, her. And um, see, in my act, I say my sexual orientation is persuadable. <laughs> I do like a little dance when I say it. Um, oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, don't steal it. That's kind of my signature. Um, okay, well. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I mostly in the last five or six years end up dating masculine of center, assigned female at birth people. Um, so I don't know. I never know whether or not to say bye. Cause I haven't dated like a cis man in years. And like, I'm kind of a never say never person, but I don't really see it happening. I don't know if I understand pansexuality enough to claim it. Oh, um, who cares? So I I'm fluid. I'm fluid. I don't know. You're fluid like water. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, the the last time we saw each other, do you remember where it was? Yes. Uh, well, wait. Oh, yes. You were. <laughs> so you witnessed like a. We saw each other at the satellite. Yes, it was the gay astrology event, and I was like wingmanning for you. Yeah, and it was a disaster. <laughs> I know it was not one of my best wingman attempts. Well, first of all, you were, I am a difficult person to wing because I am like neurotic and terrified. And <laughs> Me too. 
and and like also like alternate between like high and low self-esteem i don't know if anyone else can relate to that like oh oh every day all throughout the day <laughs> they're lighting and you're like this is gorgeous i mean everyone just must be looking at me and then you like see yourself from a bad angle and you're like i'm a monster i must retreat <laughs> so anyway yeah we were at gay's trial and like it's also nobody hits on me or women don't hit on me if i go to gay bars and so I feel, and then it's like, that creates like a whole, like, is it because they just don't know or they're scared or is it because I'm just like not attractive? And then, so like, I've tried to be the aggressor and that is not, that feels against the natural order. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my guess would be that it's just because you don't have any of the stereotypical gay signifiers. Yeah. Like my you don't have an undercut. You look, you look too straight. You don't have a nose ring. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? You, I, I don't know if you were Birkenstocks, but like, oh, I'm so. I mean, I, I hear you. I'm like, don't. I don't I'm not any- saying it's a bad thing. I think yeah. it's saying that queer people should like open their minds to, you know, beyond what we what we think of. Like, but agreed. Yeah. yeah, but that was fun. That was fun. Okay, so we're gonna start. We're, we're gonna get into our first okay. topic, which is called queering the news. It's where we take a new segment and we put a queer spin on it. Caitlin, do you want to go first? Sure. So British Olympic diver Tom Daly is trying to ban 10 different countries from participating in the Olympics until they stop using capital punishment against folks for having same-sex intercourse. Um, There was actually, I didn't know this, there was a period of time that South Africa was actually banned from the Olympics from 1964 to 1988 due to apartheid. So Tom Daly is pretty much saying like, well, why can't we, who's an out diver, by the way, who's saying like, well, we, sh- we should be calling for the exact same thing for um, countries that are, you know, killing people for being gay. Um, and I guess in 2022, the FIFA World Cup is going to be held in Qatar, which is one of the countries that uses capital punishment against gay folks. Wow. And so it's like coming up very quickly. And so t- Tom Daly is trying to bring attention to this and i think it's i think it's wild if it would work that they're like you know what we'll stop killing the gays if it means we can get those sweet sweet medals you know like those sweet sweet abs i mean he's (laughs) he is one of the biggest olympic stars like everyone knows his name no i know but the if for a country to say you know what We'll stop killing gay people. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's possible that just the Olympics would pull out and make a statement. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he thinks that that's going to happen. I don't think for some of these countries, like it's a huge deal to have particularly like some of the countries they were listening. I was like, Oh, like Afghanistan, Iran, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Yemen. Like these are some of the countries that have capital punishment for, for being gay. And um, I would think that that would be a huge loss for them to not be able to have people play. Those are countries that can, that have placed in the Olympics. So I'm like, wouldn't it be, would that be enough? Like, did that, uh, did that apartheid ban actually make a difference for South Africa? (laughs) I don't think it would be the thing that changes their minds. It could be one factor in um, several that, that move the ball forward like a nudge you know what I mean like through the sentiment behind it it's like a and we think you should rethink your choices Mm -hmm. and then maybe the countries 
think, huh, we're not allowed to play with the others because so many people think what we're doing is horrible and prejudiced and inhumane. Should we like, you know, put a pin in this and maybe like put a pin, not just completely eliminate it, just put a pin on that temporarily. But just like, you know, like should we, should we, and then like maybe if a couple other pressures come to bear. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. I like that he's doing it, whatever. Yeah, but what if what if the loophole was like we'll just cut off a foot instead of killing them? Well, then I still know because feet are very important. I don't want to say you can't put a pin in that. Feet are very important. <laughs> you gotta keep the feet. Yeah. I'm Lots just saying that if, on the internet, if, if we're if we're setting the, the we're setting the bar on this Olympic proposal this proposal of an Olympic ban for ten countries is by the way a lot of competing countries to say no capital punishment. What is their next step down from capital punishment? It's still going to be gnarly. What is it? Jail time? Right. You know? No, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, I think it's I think it's more a statement than like a any technicality of like this is fucked up it's to use it as um uh, the soccer as a metaphor since fifa world cup it's like kicking the ball once so that it hopefully eventually will go into the goal yeah i think i could tell by what you just said that you've never really played soccer i actually did i actually did (laughs) play rec soccer so that is okay to insinuate just because i have asthma you would be you what would you play? Do you play goalie? No. Do I look like a goalie? Yes. It would break my glasses. No, I played, um, I think I usually played defense or sometimes midfield. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of running. I would sweeper, but field hockey. Is that the same thing? Sweeper defends the goal, right? Yes. Yeah, you're not the goalie. You're just sort right. of like, <laughs> technically it's defense. Yeah, I mean, mostly I was just standing in the field, staring out into space. Uh-huh. You were making me be here, but I was definitely defense over offense because I didn't have that natural-born aggression. So <laughs> you were not you were not a hustler. I was not a hustler. <laughs> that is like a great. You know how people are like, "What are you in life?" Like, I feel like that's a great one. Like, are you defense or offense? Mm-hmm. I'm for sure defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I pictured you in the backside of the field. The back of the donkey costume? <laughs> the horse costume? <laughs> I was like, Kate's bringing up the rear on this pony. That's <laughs> that's how the soccer game Swatting is going. away the flies. Yeah, that was me. But then I had to stop playing soccer because it, interfe- it interfered with the fall play. Uh, where I did oh. not play the donkey because I played speaking roles. I was a cow one year. So actually... It's pretty close. In Animal Farm. Okay, okay, but the cow, like, that has lines, right? In Animal Farm? No. No? Oh, okay. But I was, I was the pig that dies in the beginning, and then I was a cow for the rest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, wow. The animal came back to life and then became another animal? Reincarnation. Damn. That's very... How old were you doing all this Buddhist reincarnation? <laughs> High school, we did Animal Farm. <laughs> it's on your imdb though right that's all that counts it should be it's on your linkedin <laughs> no it's not on my imdb it's on my e-i-e-i-o <laughs> i hate you i hate you with my whole heart 
when that popped into my head i was like kato's gonna hate this so much i can't wait to say it <laughs> so stupid okay i'm gonna move on to my story it's very very different than your story caitlin it is- oh really is it more lighthearted like it normally is i almost <laughs> by the way heather always am like did you know that there's a meteorite coming towards towards us right now only or- gay people though it's only gonna hit gay people <laughs> I noticed it was a bit dark when you were like, so what do we do if they come back with us and are like, well, we're still going to take their feet. I'm like, okay. I see what kind of party we're having. And then like Kate will be like, I think she's brought up Jojo Siwa like three times in three different episodes. Like, so we bring very different types of material. But you're like, sources say gay people love chicken nuggets. (laughs) Truly, truly. Yeah. Okay, well, this <laughs> this week my story um, is right on brand. It is man playing lottery shocks reporter with how he'd spend his winnings. Well, I'm definitely going to get a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about about five kilos of cocaine, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> so I brought this because um, I think he's really queering the the way people normally spend their lottery earnings. He's not putting it into savings. He's not buying a house. He wants that cocaine, baby. I'm here <laughs> for it. I mean, I wish people would be honest more often. You know, like I feel like I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I think I lost some of my, uh, well, I'm still pretty honest, but yeah, that ability to just be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Like you're supposed to say like, oh, maybe a trip. And he's mm-hmm. like, I want this car and I want cocaine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I res- I respect this guy. Me too. And uh, people have told me that I should audition for the show The Circle. Have you guys seen this? No. What is- yes. Um, it is a competition show that's basically you're trying to be the most popular player and you don't actually meet anyone in person. It's all through a screen. So you can either play as yourself with your own photos or you can catfish and use someone else's photos. First time I ever saw this is when I stayed on your couch in LA. Oh my God, amazing. It's a great show. It's so much fun. But one of the things I would worry about if I were on the show is that they always ask the people when they make it to the finals, how would you spend the $100,000 that you win? And I don't have like a wild sob story, which, you know, I, I have a lot of privilege in that way. And I'm grateful for that. But I'd like pay off the rest of my student loans and then put some in my savings and then like buy some cool shit and go to some nice dinners. And that does not make for good TV. I'm sure if you did a psychoanalysis of why you would want the things that you wanted, it would like, you'd be able to come away with something that made you seem like Kate, Kate needs this. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Cause sometimes it, it, it is a little bit of a stretch, I guess, but there are people on this show who are like, Oh, well, my grandfather was deaf and he also fought in, all of these wars and I'm going to set up a fund for deaf veterans. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> hyper specific. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to get a nice steak. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to, I don't know, go shopping maybe. <laughs> Buy some I'm, new jeans. <laughs> oh, like I would go stay at like a really fancy hotel for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. Like I've always liked to look up like the Ritz Carlton in Santa Barbara or places like that, places that are ridiculous, like nothing that would better humanity, but like a very specific, this is a ridiculous thing I would do if I suddenly had a bunch of money. Yeah. Cause like yeah. $100,000, it's a good amount of money. Don't get me wrong, but it that's not like millions. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah, you couldn't burn through that too crazy. Like, yeah, that's why my dreams would be more like, 
I'm going to get a foot massage every day for a week. They wouldn't necessarily be like, I'm going to buy two Ferraris because I don't even know if you can get two Ferraris. Just, back, one, back just the... one, one foot on Heather getting done. <laughs> I know. Back, back to the importance of feet. <laughs> You're like... Can be titled The Feet Episode? God, I hope not. It will get us a lot of listens. We might have to do it. Might get me some DM requests. I know. <laughs> Listen, if if anyone listening wants to see my feet, you need to go on my OnlyFans. You all know that. So, Whoa. do you have that as a? Do you have a feet section? Uh so I've never created the content because no one's asked for it. Surprise! <laughs> I know, actually. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, ha- I have some custom. I've definitely made a lot of custom content, but no one has ever asked for anything with my feet, and it's on my like my menu where I say if you want feet pics or whatever, and no one has, no one has asked. So I just happen to not have feet people. Yeah. I guess not. you you don't, I don't them. take care of my feet though. So I've been dreading someone asking, cause I'm going to have to blow whatever I make on it. Just like getting a, my feet done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Maybe it's they like, like feet that are kind of rough around the edges, you know, that's, that's what they true. would get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless your kink is like watching me shave corns off, like I'll do it. I have a corn (laughs) scraper. I'd be happy to. What is the opposite of kink? Because that's what I have for that. Yeah, that was your face just then. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a tweet that did well where I said, my kink is never seeing your feet legit get rid of them. And then I tried incorporating it into my set last week. And it was working in New York. And then I tried it real quick in Indiana and they were like, no, that's not funny. And I was like, fair. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's, I mean, New York people are so much judgier, I think, than the Midwest. I don't know. There's small things. Not. I I mean, I'm sure the Midwest, they were probably judging you on uh, just your whole self. But when it it comes to nitpicking. Cause I had, I had this one bit that was like killing in New York consistently. It didn't matter what part of New York I was doing it in. I want to say for like three weeks, I went in with such confidence both nights in Indiana this past weekend. And they were like, I mean, it was a pullback so hard. Like I sucked the air out of the room, like instantly. And I was like, Oh, I guess I can't say that in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. I am, I am going to play a clip from this. I haven't listened to it yet. I just read the article. So we're going to hear it for the first time. Oh, this guy's on cocaine now. I know. <laughs> what are you going to do with that money if you win? Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine and I'll be good to go. Okay. So you like cars, you like yeah. cars. <laughs> Are you said a car let's uh really? i've never tried cocaine really i i haven't either <gasps> i can't have regular coffee or else i think i'm dying i only drink decaf and that still gives me the jitters so i'm pretty sure cocaine would kill me oh i'm known as someone who can drink lots of energy drinks like more than most people can handle um and i have pos maybe i did cocaine once um what? yeah you didn't know that maybe <laughs> Well, I don't know. Can I can I get like get in trouble now? I don't know how it works. <laughs> Why you think if you say on this podcast that cops are gonna come to your door, are you out of your mind? 
Like you're saying, I have cocaine on me right now, and this is my home address, you freak. <laughs> also, it. you're editing the episode. Just sh- it's a past story. I know. I just wanted. Okay, I I was being safe and covering my bases. So allegedly, may have. Done. If I allegedly may have done cocaine, once. okay, let's do a voiceover. Be like, hello, this is Bob Thompson, and I'm here to share my cocaine story. <laughs> but it's me. Maybe I'll change my voice in the edit. I recently figured out how to do that. <laughs> like disguise my voice. That could yeah. actually be funny. Maybe I will. Yeah, uh, put your voice through a voice changer, that really deep one that's yeah. like Yeah. <laughs> so uh I did try it once and I was I was appearing that I was that boy. Stop, it's not happening yet. I <laughs> I was surprised by how little it affected me. It honestly- <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> they can't touch you because you're too neurotic. <laughs> it, it honestly just made me feel more focused. <laughs> Did you do something nerdy, like organize your books or something on it? No, I was at a bar, but I, I felt like, I was like, okay, we are, walking across the room and now we are making a right turn but I wasn't like hyped up I was just like I felt like I was in a video game where I was like dun, 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 someone dun, just dun. gave you Adderall <laughs> no I think it was cocaine but I did see recently someone was like if you've done cocaine and didn't feel much you probably have ADD or ADHD which I probably do I mean I grew up on Ritalin and I mean it's an upper so that makes sense yeah so that was my Alleged experience. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Pavich. I'm a stand-up comedian and actor in New York City, and I have bipolar disorder. Oh, no. But here's the good news. I made a podcast about it called The Episodes, and it's on the Paperhouse Network. So check it out. So for What the Fuck Straights, where we talk about what straight people are up to, I'll start with mine. Woman almost dies from wedgie after wearing high-waisted shorts for eight hours. (laughs) This woman was wearing tight denim shorts on a date with her boyfriend. And the date, which was three years ago, lasted eight hours. And while the shorts were uncomfortable, she told BuzzFeed, she chose to ignore it and just enjoy my time. She was 25 at the time, and she recalled feeling very ill and sore when she noticed a lump where the chafing had been, which felt incredibly sore. And it turned out she had, um, is it sepsis? Septis? Ew! I don't okay. even understand really what sepsis is, but this is why I don't wear booty shorts, you know? Like a full culotte will never do this to you. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I can't imagine this happening, but I'm going to blame her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to please the male gaze we exactly believe. exactly and she was distracted by him in his sinister ways and so she didn't think to <laughs> uncom- while she was uncomfortable I mean this really taps into all of the things straight women do that are uncomfortable and put them in pain in order to cater to the male gaze this is just one of the things wearing um a wedge wearing tight shorts that give you a wedgie um that make you have to go to the hospital yeah, Jesus she, Christ. I did check. It is sepsis and cellulitis that she had. Cellulitis. 
from shorts. Is it this to do with cellulite? It must. I think it was just like too much chafing up against her skin. She said they had to so? cut off part of her ass. Oh my God. She spent a week in the ICU. Ew, these pictures are fucking disgusting. I'm not looking it up. It's a bacterial infection. Yeah. All right, so for her, for okay, she had some dirty ass shit up her butt, okay? You There's no way that this was... Yeah, so she must have had some dookie in her butt cheeks because those pictures are bacterial. So unless, like, someone else tried it on with dookie up their butt and she didn't wash it and then she wore booty shorts... Because it's one thing to chafe. It's cellulitis is bacterial infection, which means there's something gnarly going on there. Right. That was someone who needs to meet a Charmin wipe. <laughs> or a bidet. A wet, a wet wipe. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine wearing something that is that uncomfortable and just staying in it for eight hours. I don't even wear heels. Back to feet. It's nice for like a little bit, but then I'm like, I'm really just limiting my functionality. In heels? Yeah, like I'm I'm limiting my capability to do right. things. Right, right. Or like it's dark, but you know, you got to walk to and from your car as a female comic alone a bunch. And so like, sometimes I'm like, mm, if I'm going to wear heels, maybe I'm going to have like a tote with like shoes I could run in if I had to, because yeah. it's just sort of, I just feel more vulnerable, like, Oh, hear me walk these two blocks, like tottering, you know, unable right. to move if I needed to. Yeah. So you wear heels to show, to show sometimes. Yeah. Well, I did this, like, do you ever sort of box yourself in? I wrote this joke about, um, women wearing wedge heels, which is like for when you want to be sexy, but you know, you're unstable. Cause I <laughs> think like, I can't wear a stiletto, but I'll wear like a wedge. And then, um, and then I did like, and I started this bit years ago, but I started talking about like trying in life and also like trying to dress up because I didn't used to do much in that department. And then I kind of went like full hair extensions, makeup, like wearing a dress. And then it did work as an opener. So then I sort of like boxed myself into a corner where I was like, I guess I'm dressing up now. Mm. It is kind of nice. Like I'm one of those people who likes to feel pretty, but there are other times where like, I, I do I do have like some intellectual self-awareness to like look outside of it and be like, hmm, this is interesting. Like for sure. Also the fact that like jeans could betray you like this. Although I will say I used to always be in the camp that jeans are so comfy and that like, oh, I don't know why people complain about wearing pants. Like I think jeans are really comfortable. But I think it's a mixture of the pandemic and just getting older that I'm like, I don't even want to wear jeans. I I literally just want to be in sweatpants all the time now. Or shorts. Oh, I've been in it as athleisure for like the last year and a half or whatever. I feel so asexual. Like I just, I, I got in that groove of like, like I'm in a t-shirt and leggings and a sports bar right now. And that's sometimes there's a hoodie that's kind of the uniform. Uh-huh. Like, supportive sneakers. It feels, I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to lean into like a certain older lady frumptum. And part of me is like, don't give up yet. And then part of me is like, mm, elastic waistband and murder, she wrote. Like, that's not, not, that's not bad. Yeah, they have more athleisure now that's leaning more fashionable than like what you would, like joggers. Yeah, but I don't even know if that's what I'm trying to do. Sure, like sure, 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 sure. Yeah, you could, you could make them look like just cool. It could just be like really high-end cool. Like I'm a rich person getting my groceries look, you know. 
I feel like there's like, those no. pictures Heather. of like famous people getting coffee and it's like, oh yeah, they're in like athleisure, but it's like gorgeous. I know. I also like, I'm not in a position to be like, oh, $200 on a pair of sweatpants. Like, yeah, but you'd wear the shit out of them. Yeah, but nobody takes my picture. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I just I just don't see like, I just don't see me buying those pants and then it being like, ooh, now people are hitting on me when I run errands. Right, now right, people right, right, are offering right. me jobs when I run errands because of my $200 joggers. You know what uh, queer people are always, when, when, not always, but the occasion that I get hit on, it's usually the glasses that gets complimented more so than the clothing. I think because my clothes are not anything special. Why are you laughing so at me? Come up to you and be like, <laughs> the girls with glasses or your glasses are cute or what's the deal? Yeah, like one time someone hit on me at the grocery store just like, asked me about my glasses and then like, or I think she complimented my glasses, but then she like kept having a conversation with me. And I was like, Oh, I thought it was just going to be the compliment. And then we part ways and go to the produce section or whatever. But she was like, no, like, where are you from? And I was like, Oh, what's happening. (laughs) And that's how you met Paige. (laughs) That is not how I met Paige. Although it is funny that the, now when I go places, speaking of the pandemic, Paige will be like, Oh, you look nice. You look nice today. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're not used to me wearing actual clothes. <laughs> you're used to me looking like a garbage person every day. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, what did you bring for What the Fuck Streets? There are these rare Pokemon Oreos that got released, and there people are selling and buying them on eBay for up to like a hundred thousand dollars. And because Oreo put up the Pokemon Oreos with like different little characters on the cookies themselves, this is so gross, but people are literally selling, like, I guess there's one Pokemon character that's like hard to find in the Oreo packs. And that's, what's going for a ton of money is the mythical Mew. Oh yeah. And, but like, so people are legit buying like a singular cookie on eBay for like hundreds of thousands of dollars so and like the seller and there's one seller in particular that they were like looking at i guess like one of the sales or whatever it was like showing that like the cookie had only been handled with tongs so you don't have to worry about like i don't even know what because like obviously you're not going to eat it if someone fucking like handled and took out a cookie like it's just free to collect but it's gross because i'm like you're also just assuming that you're going to pres- like this cookie is going to preserve and you're going to like keep this stu- why would you want I don't get it. I get collectordom, but I don't get collecting a thing that's going to expire. You can barely even see the characters on the cookies. Like they're it's just, just dark. Stupid. And it, it's, so, it's just like it's so clearly a marketing ploy. Like, oh, we know that people like to collect different Pokémon. Let's put them on our Oreos. Also, I'm pretty sure this came out while Oreo was striking which they're not any longer, but I know like Nabisco was all striking. Uh, Cause I was like, can't get Oreos, can only get Cheez-Its, but now Cheez-Its are striking. And I'm like, I guess I'll go back to Oreos. This is my life conundrum. But <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, what happens if they both strike at the same time? I'll just have to die, I think. But eat a banana. No. <laughs> I won't. Um, your, your your entire snack game is like two not very good snacks. You're the one who collects chips. <laughs> Don't come for my chips, okay? 
So I would think actually you would understand this better than anyone because you love trying different varieties of chips, but I guess that's more about the flavor than the, yeah. Than the character and you eat them. Like you said, I don't know. Maybe if someone was like, I put Jenny Schachter's face on a fucking kettle chip. Well, <laughs> well I hope you wouldn't get the Jenny one. But other than that, I, I don't, I don't get like, I just don't get wanting to keep this because like, you're not going to display a fucking Oreo in your, on your mantle with your Funko pops or whatever the fuck. I think these people should give me their money because if you're spending a hundred thousand dollars on one Oreo cookie, no matter what little Pokemon it's supposed to be, that's not a good situation. Like that's, I mean, everybody does dumb stuff with their money, but that's too much money and too much dumb stuff. I mean, the so good what? news is now if I go on the circle, now I will know what to spend it on. Well, I will say I'll spend it on. You're like, I couldn't get this Pokemon Oreo. It's going to be what makes my life complete. I'm going to keep it in a Ziploc baggie and it's going to be my reason for living. It's going to change my life. But I was so, I remember being so scared to like reveal to two people who weren't my close friends that I was into Pokemon because I thought I was going to be like an outcast and such a loser because I went to a a private Catholic elementary school. So friends that I have who went to public school at the same time say that Pokemon was really popular, but at this private school, it was not. So I felt like a real weirdo. And I just remember being so scared to bring my Pokemon cards to show and tell, but I finally did in like fourth grade. Um, and I'm like, God damn, my life was so simple. <laughs> back then. It's perfect for you, the center audition. This is perfect. Oh yeah. I honestly, I think we might be writing it right now. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to call them up. Listen, if you get into the circle, I'm going to be having a watch party at a bar getting shit faced every week. <laughs> Amazing. Do, do some alleged cocaine. <laughs> and check me out i'll be like calling into the network they're like uh this isn't a call-in show please stop asking for cases out (laughs) (laughs) i like don't understand how the show works i'm just so excited for my friend to be (laughs) on the show (laughs) they're like please please stop calling likable like do you just talk to the camera for a while every week and they're like this person is annoying this person we like no so they they show everyone's photos and then you can have like text conversations or group chats with everyone um and then people will rank their favorite players so you only know them by their photos and the conversations you've had over text so we should both go on and pretend to be one to cosplay one another and see who who can vote get voted off for yeah maybe i should go as you yeah (laughs) that'd be pretty fun because usually people do better when they go as someone that they know pretty well and like know how to talk like, because sometimes people, this one guy who was a 20 year old guy went as like a pretty sorority girl. And there was a challenge where everyone had to decorate a mannequin with makeup and then show a photo of it. And his was so bad. (laughs) And they were like, you are not a sorority girl. (laughs) We should do a special episode where you log into one of my dating profile apps, uh, dating apps, and just respond as me for a day. And then we like post. We should. Because I don't care. It will break my heart to have to talk to that many awful men, but I will will suck it up. (laughs) I mean, there's women in there too. 
I know, but there's, I, I'm sure there's more men. Even when I was dating, when I was dating all genders on the dating apps, there were just so many men that would come up where I was like, I need to just turn off men because it was, I mean, I'm always turning off men, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was like, there's so many of them. It feels like I'm only dating men. And then even when I turned them off, there were still some that would, like slipped through the cracks. Yeah, yeah, they're total cock. They're cockroaches on there. And what pisses me off is that some of them do it on fucking purpose. And they'll say like, because I think they're sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe English is a second language. They like, or they're just dumb and they misunderstood the like when they signed up for their profile. Like sometimes it's clearly like just a mistake, but then sometimes it's a dude who's like, because I'll go through breaks of like only looking at non non uh, people who say they're men on there. Mm -hmm. But then there will be a there will be a person on there that's like. Well, I really only hit it off with bisexual women. So it's like very, it's very clear from the bio or from the first message that they did their profile like that on purpose so that they can pop up in the women who are trying to avoid them. Right. And I'm like, you're already practicing non-consensual dating. Right. They're trying to choose. You don't, you don't identify, you don't identify as a woman and you're coming up as a woman. So stop it. And that's just weird too much thought like too much is yeah it's like it feels manipulative to me i've had two dudes in the last month that have literally said in their bio i'm a i'm a cis straight guy who only gets along with queer women and i'm like who cares what does that mean why is it a fetish thing i don't know but like i immediately was just like fuck you like if you're gonna if you're gonna lie if you don't identify as a woman and you're saying you're a woman so you can force a conversation like get the fuck out of here yeah no that's horrible yeah we hate that i have the premium so i can see who liked me and it's like i know it's such a waste but i can't you know subscription you just don't cancel i don't think that's a waste i always thought about getting that it is fun. Like, even if you're, it is just like, you know, alone on the couch late at night, you're like, who liked me today? Um, but it is like 50% men and my settings are just women to women. So even still, yeah, I don't engage with them at all, but it is kind of like, this is, this is not like the occasional random man popping up. This is like 40 to 50% of my likes are men. Heather, which app are you on? I'm on Bumble and Tinder. I'm also on her. That one, I don't think I've had any cis men on there. I don't even think they know that her exists. So are you paying for premium on Bumble? Because I've paid premium for Tinder and Hinge, but I've never paid premium for Bumble. I am paying premium for Bumble, yeah. Do you th- and you think it's worth it? I don't know. I keep thinking maybe I should cancel it because I don't even know if I want to date anymore. So it's kind of blue. Um and then in theory, like, couldn't I find these people just by swiping and we'd probably find each other, but I do feel like it kind of cuts out the middleman ju- and I don't swipe anymore. I just see like, who's liked me. So I suppose the only negative is like, if another person is like me and they don't swipe, they just see who likes them. We'll never meet. Right. But then yeah. it's so sad. Like, it's like a like is great, but then so many times I get a like, and then I match and then they unmatch or they don't respond to my message. So it was like, What's the Why, you know, all that excitement I felt about like, oh, I got a, you know, somebody who liked me that I think I could like. Yeah. And then it was either an accident or like, they're like, oh, I was never going to talk to you. Right. Um, so I, I noticed because I switched to Bumble just only looking at women the other day. 
and I was swiping right, like not even looking at the profiles, just swiping right on all of them. And because uh, sometimes I'll do that if it's just woman, because I'm like, I'm always curious to see who I match with men. I don't give a shit. But um, it punishes you for doing that, which I liked, actually, because if I start manically swiping right, I'm not even looking at profiles. It'll say you've run out of matches today, like oh, look very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's purposefully just being like, don't swipe like this. <laughs> Oh no, I'm just soft. Like if I get a match and I'm excited about it and then I go back a couple hours later and I've maybe thought of like my cute opener that I'm going to say for that specific person. Cause I put like time in, cause I don't match a lot Yeah, and they've unmatched with me, but I'm always like, Oh, it was an accident. And then they, or maybe they were doing what you're doing. And then I'm like, they looked at my photos or they looked at my bio and they were like, Oh no freaking way. I gotta like, some for some reason unmatching to me is worse than like just not responding to the message because just not responding to the message is like maybe more busy but unmatch is just sort of like well maybe yeah i mean is it it's possible they like swiped right on you a while ago and now they're with someone right in theory though that should mean that their app is just deleted and that they would just not respond to my message you know what i mean like right 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 right. yeah the unmatching implies like an like in yeah, because if you're just not on the app anymore, then you just wouldn't respond when I message you because you're not getting it. Right. Well, does that feel any better? The top reasons that I mm-hmm. unmatch people have nothing to do with their pictures or their bios. It's usually like, well, if I well, if I see anything that says they're polyamorous, so that does have something to do with their bio. Um, or sometimes like just location. I'll just be like, oh, I mm-hmm. just I doubt that I'm gonna like anyone enough that I'm going to this place. I don't think I really uh, unmatched when I used the apps. I'm just saying sometimes it's like the dumbest Not reason that I that I unmatch. Um, yeah, I never think about the location, and then I'm knee deep in a conversation with someone, and I'm like, "You live there?" Oh no! <laughs> I like- look right away. I've been on so many dates where this person's like, "I'm only visiting New York." for two weeks i'm like i'm looking for a partner get out of here mm-hmm. yeah especially new york i mean new york and la both have a lot of like tourists yes this is a, a good transition i think for our next segment this episode is brought to you by voodoo ranger it's beer it's hoppy trend-setting innovative served with a little sarcasm just like paperhouse network paperhouse network is hoppy uh yeah it's like beer for your ears get yourself a voodoo ranger which is what the fuck gays and Caitlin usually reads an app or an okay. app Lex. What? We got drama this week, baby. We have an ad that then gets responded to by another person to throw shade at them. Oh shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read them in order of a OG poster to clapback. Uh okay, so the first post is titled Not Rolling the Dice. If you're just here for gay pen pals or people to build a dresser. That's one thing, but link, <laughs> but link your dang Instagram. If you're looking to get laid, if you don't have one, make one just for this. Nobody's rolling up to a hookup ball. Gosh, I hope they're attractive. Come on. I mean, I yeah. don't disagree, but the tone is a little wild. <laughs> yes. I agree though, too. Cause I've had, I've had people respond to things and I'm like, also, just even if it's not a hookup, I'm just like, I'm not meeting someone who could be like totally trolling me, like a conservative being like, right. yeah, let's go for a, I've literally posted platonic shit on here. 
it's worked out very well for me. I've like made commute like legit community this way, but I could totally see some fucking asshole who actually doesn't live in my neighborhood being like, yeah, I'm going to come meet up for like a, a walk with your dog in the park on a platonic vibe. And then there's just like some asshole who lives in another state just laughing at the fact that I showed up. So I do think you need some way of saying who the fuck you are because yeah. it's so anonymous. Yeah. Um, okay. But then someone wrote back like, Maybe three days later. But you can't comment, right? So this is just like another No, this is just someone else did a post that's clearly about this. That's just titled, ew. Um, Y'all are upside as fuck about Instagram. There are plenty of other ways to share pics without having to use a Facebook platform. Perpetuating the use of a shitty app made by an even shittier company as a pressured form of social validation is disgusting. Look outside of those tiny boxes. Damn, I mean... Yeah, I I agree with that. I think uh I think wow, both I think both parties make good points here because I do think that when I was using Lex, I didn't use it a lot, but I I would browse it from time to time when I was single. And it was frustrating when I was like, "Oh, I wonder what this per- person looks like." And then they didn't have um an Instagram linked because it's so hard to gleam if you would get along with someone based on one single post on Lex or even multiple posts. Like I th- for me, Instagram not only would show what they look like, but also a little bit of their personality and things that they're into. So I get that, but I also get not wanting to support a shitty platform and would rather switch to text instead. It's just so many more steps, but um, you know, for people- Here's the thing. You want to fuck, you got to show pics. So you got to lay down those digits early and be like, let me send you some pictures of myself at a minimum. I just would never, I personally would not go so far to message someone if I could not just like see pictures of them. To me, that's just too many steps, but maybe not everyone feels that way. And maybe that's almost a good way to already weed out people who are compatible. Because if... (laughs) if you're down to like go through those steps like you know maybe you're meant for each other yeah like I recently had someone who was like I don't have Instagram I don't have this I don't have that and I was like you know if you want to hang like that's cool but like this is on this was on Lex I was like I just need to know that you're not like a complete legit stranger who could be like fucking with me so they gave me their Twitter and they're verified I was like like you're a verified person on Twitter. Like, uh, are they comedian? No, they're they're in some other kind of production. But I'm just like, just lead with that, you weirdo. Whoa, Heather's on the move. I'm sorry, I'm moving around. I know that's bad for sound. So I'm doxing this adorable golden retriever. And last night she had diarrhea and vomiting, <gasps> and she's at the door whining. And I can't tell if she's just whining because she wants attention or because she needs to go out and have some accidents again. Did you want to um, go take her out real quick or do you need to wrap up? I'm not a good dog mom. Do you want to just do plugs real quick? If you want to follow me, I'm at the Heather Thompson at uh, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. So Heather is dating a golden, re- oh my God, she's not dating a golden retriever. She is. 
Keep that in. Keep that I in. I will. I will. That's really funny. Heather is dog sitting a golden retriever who seemed very cute, but is having some digestive problems. We've all been there. I know I have. So uh, we are going to do our what the fuck or not what the fuck. We are going to do our sex and dating segment. Just Caitlin and I. Look, if you've ever wanted to come on the Straight Guys podcast as a guest, just know that Kate will tell the world that you're into bestiality when you get off the Zoom. You're welcome. So, I'm just trying to make you go viral. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Heather appreciates that we're saying that she I'm fucks sure. a dog. Um, <laughs> I said, you can so, and not fuck. <laughs> okay. We're like, now we're also making Heather an ace. Okay. I mean, um, maybe the dog's ace. I don't know. Okay, okay, whatever. Go, 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 go. <laughs> go before I say more dumb okay. shit. I know. Okay, so the sex and dating question we have for this week, how did you get over your first love? Uh, this is such a boring answer, but it was literally just time. It was literally time. Like, I remember when it happened, like when it wasn't going the way I wanted it to, I felt like physical pain. And I was like, I'm never going to get over this. I had like such a pit in my stomach. It was so, I was just physically sick. It literally just took time for me to get over it, get space from it, get distance from it. Um, realize the reasons that we are not best for each other. And, you know, I think I've talked about this. I don't believe in the idea of like soulmates or anything. I think you're definitely more compatible with some people than others, but I don't believe that there's just one person out there for everyone because you'd have to have insanely lucky odds to find that person. And that just makes me sad. <laughs> um, but that's, that's really all it was. And I'm not someone that when I break up with someone else, I can automatically go into dating again it usually takes me some time I need to take a break and then I just get back into the dating pool I don't know that's such a boring answer but that that was truly my process yeah what about you I guess it was my first boyfriend which was I was 19 and I was in college is this someone you married but no I had three kind of I thought I was in love for relationships before I met Anthony and um wow you've been in love a lot I yeah I mean uh love is falling in love is like kind of my thing so uh it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot for me to fall in love with someone also uh-huh. uh so not to like say that I don't think it's like meaningful but uh I'm very sappy and when you're I grew up in a household where I, uh, I was actively and told I was disliked by my mom and my dad from the time I was like little, little, little. So when you have like fucked up withholding shit from when you're a kid, you project and attach to people in, a, in unhealthy ways. So this is a form of my childhood baggage that I grip onto people and I fall in love with them very easily. So the first person I did this with, I was like 19 and it was my first boyfriend in college. And I grew out of love with them before they were over me. So maybe this isn't a good example. I mean, they were my first love, but like I fell out of love during the relationship and then I dumped them. In fact, they were in this hardcore band called At War With Shadows. No. And 
Yeah. <laughs> their name was their name was Dick Ree, by the way. And at the time, I was running this hardcore show production because I was straight edge and I had nothing to do in college. So I created this production company called Kindled by Friction. So my friends used to call me Caitlin Friction. And then my boyfriend was Dick. So they called him Dick Friction. Oh my God. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I ran, I, I ran the, the promotional company with my best friend, Andrew. So he was like, it was like Andrew Friction, Caitlin Friction. And then when I got a boyfriend, they were like Dick Friction. Anyway, um, when we broke, when I dumped him though, he was so pissed that he wrote a song about, about me. And I think the title was like, it was something about like forever meaning nothing to like, like the word forever, just like, like I didn't take it seriously that I told him that I was going to love him forever. And uh, all the lyrics were just basically about that. And I did, I did look him up once like 10 years later and uh, he's like married with kids in Seattle. Like we met in Albany, New York when, when I was dating him, but I was like, you did it, bro. You found that forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at least I hope, because he has babies. <laughs> but uh, he was the first person I had sex with, and that sex was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I was I was like waiting for what you were saying. I was like, are you gonna say it was good? No. In fact, I was like, oh, there's so much hype about sex. And like, I was pretty much asexual in high school. So then I was like, fuck, maybe I am asexual. Cause the first time I lost my virginity, I was like, I may as well be like eating a paint chip. Like this is boring. Did like it I hurt don't... for you? No, they had it a very small nothing. penis. Their penis was so small that I don't think like we also, I tried anal with him and his dick was so small, but I was like, you could put three of those in there and what? I think I'd be fine. He had a little dick. Wow. So there was no dick friction. <laughs> All of the name, baby. I can't believe that. Wow, wow, wow. Friction for what? I don't know. It wasn't my pussy. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Small, small dicks saved someone else's life. It didn't save mine. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I just, I didn't care for the sex. Uh, he was a really sweet guy though. And he took very like he was just very nurturing and sweet and good to me yeah but i i fell it got stale beforehand i will say though that i had i dated this guy named derek who lived in new jersey who was like 10 years older than me and um i that, that was my last relationship before i met my ex of 10 years and i had this moment and i'm not proud of it and i admitted this to anthony that i did this Cause I never actually cheated on Anthony, but I had this moment within the first like year and a half dating Anthony that I was messaging. I like, I had like a catch up conversation with the last that guy, Derek, like we were through like aim or something. And, uh, we were just like shooting this shit being like, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then I like, basically it was like, I miss you. And I wish I was with you and <gasps> blah, blah, blah. And he did not reciprocate those feelings. Okay. And I let it go and I got over it. And I don't know if I was just like having like, a, I was in a weird place that night, or if I really even meant it like in a wholehearted way, 
But years later, I did cop to Anthony and said that I like emotionally cheated once mm-hmm. by telling an ex that I missed them and I wished I was with them at the time. Um, and I, looking back, I know that a hundred percent is that like, I had amazing sexual chemistry with, with this guy, Derek and my ex of 10 years. And I, we never had sexual chemistry, not even from day one, even our first kiss, like it was sweet. It wasn't like now that I've had like more dating experiences, I'm like, Oh, why the fuck did you marry that person? It wasn't passionate. No, and it never was. It was always like, we're the best, like, because it was, I was so confusing to my brain because I was like, I thought they were a very beautiful person. Mm -hmm. And they were like my favorite person to talk to, my favorite person to confide in. I had like the most fun and the most trust. And like, they, I just knew immediately. I was like, this is a one in a million person. And hindsight is now like, that should have been my best friend, not mm-hmm. someone that I was in an actual relationship with. Cause I think we would still be like the, the so insanely close to this mm-hmm. day if we never fucked it up and dated because we shouldn't have dated, but I stupidly, I, I made it into a relationship, but even like our first kiss, I remember it was just like looking back, I'm like, Oh my God, what were you, what were you doing? Like yeah. it was never it was never romantic in, in that way. Like it was always just cute. Like everything right. we did was just cute. And uh, that's why I know in hindsight, that's why I was telling my ex that I actually had sexual compatibility with and lust for, I never had lust for my ex of 10 years, but I was like, oh, I just like wanted that. Like, I just want, that's, it's not that I actually really wanted to get back together with that person, but right. I just needed that element in my life. And it wasn't there even from the beginning of a, that was like the first year of a 10 year relationship that a part of me deep down was like, you need this and you're not getting it. Right. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, now I know those things. Um, And now when I'm having like first kisses on dates with people like that absolutely matters. I would never, it's like totally, it's totally fine to me to just be friends with someone now. I'm like, that's cool. We're just not like that kind of way. Yeah. But when I was what, 24, I didn't, I don't know. You were, you were willing to look past it. Yeah. But well, I think if I actually was on the ACE spectrum, mm-hmm. which I know Demi is, but like, I don't know. That's yeah. It means, it means different things to different people though. Yeah. So I think if I was like really on the ACE spectrum, I think that like, that would be enough, but that's why there was always tension in our relationship. Cause I always knew like it, it was never meeting my needs. Right. 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 So. Gotta meet those needs, anyway. baby. You gotta get that dick friction, baby. Ew, he was bad too. <laughs> oh man. Uh okay, let's do plugs. You can follow me at Kate Zazowski on Instagram and Twitter. Also, I uh I was on the podcast Pod Damn America, their latest episode where we discussed the possible upcoming IATSE strike. Maybe we'll be on strike when this comes out. Maybe we won't. I really don't know what's gonna happen. Also, I will be at Scoopty Boopties this Saturday, which is a private living room show I've done before. It's super fun. At 8 p.m. on Saturday, uh, the 16th, 
So check out my Instagram for like the address and everything like that. I'm not going to say it on the pod. You please give out someone's home address to no. the world. I won't because I'm a good person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for my plugs, if you're in the Ber- if you're living in the Berkshire, Massachusetts area, my brother is getting married on Saturday. That is wow. You inviting people to the wedding? Yes. What? Um, that is <laughs> the fun. October sixteenth. No, I haven't even looked at the details. I just know it's in Berkshire, Massachusetts. So if you want to show up. Hit me up. I'm going to be uh, Friday night. I'll be alone. If you want to hook up, um, you can hit me up Saturday night. My best friend Jasmine is coming as my date to the actual wedding. So you can't hook up with me that night because she'll be in my room and she wouldn't appreciate that. What is this plug? This is not a plug. <laughs> I'm so good. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what is this? Is this you just telling us about your upcoming week? That's not a plug. <laughs> oh my God. I just thought it would be funny to plug my brother's wedding. Sure. I was like, are you going to tell people to crash this? Like what is happening? Yeah, I'll do some comedy. You guys, uh, <laughs> also, uh, hold on. I do have things coming up. Oh well, this God. will be too late, but I'm in Long Island tomorrow opening up for Gary Veter. Okay, well, if it's too late, up, then up, don't. Uh... <laughs> I love that you're getting upset. Because I'm like, why say it? <laughs> also, on Sunday the 17th, I'll be watering my plants because I water them every two weeks. I'm going to sign out of the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want, uh, you can Venmo me at Caitlin-Reese-3. I know it's annoying, but there's a lot of us motherfuckers out there. I will get naked and water my plants on the 17th. And if you Venmo me, I'll say at least $25. I'll, uh, you can live stream me naked watering my plants. How does that sound? Really? <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> You're not telling me. <laughs> Should people actually do this? <laughs> Okay, join my OnlyFans if you want to do that. Um, okay, you guys, I'm sorry I'm in a mood. I have jet I lag. I don't know what's <laughs> going on over here. Anyway, um, <laughs> please uh, I rate. I was just on the road and I'm tired. I'm sorry, guys. Clearly, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash straight guys. And thank you so much for listening. We have been straight guys only on the Paper House Network. Bye. Bye.